Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I am uh, going to preach to you now, but I'm not going to put scriptures up on the board because we're going to read a whole bunch of them today and we're going to go through them a little bit. But I do want to talk to you about this subject that I have simply entitled, But He Was a Leper. We talked about leprosy last week. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it again today, but he was a leper. My sermon um, material is found from 2 Kings chapter 5. I'm just going to read through. It won't be convenient for you to try to read along with me because I'm going to be hitting and missing and pulling out some things here and there. So maybe just listen and maybe read the story uh, later on today. But the Bible talks about Naaman, and it says in verse 1 of chapter 5 of 2 Kings, Naaman, the captain of the host of Syria, was a great man, a great man with his master. He was honorable because by him... The Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. So God, through this man Naaman, gave deliverance to Syria. He was a mighty man in valor, the Bible says. And then the catchphrase, but he was a leper. With all the great things that he did, he was a leper. I'm here to tell you today that there are some great people in this world. There are some honorable people in this world. There are good people in this world, but they have leprosy. What do I mean by that? Leprosy is a type of sin. He is a great man. She is a great woman, but she is a sinner. And we need Jesus to deliver us. Can you say amen? Praise God. But... He was a leper. Now listen to what the story goes on to say. The Syrians had gone out on raids and had brought back a captive, a young girl from the land of Israel. Bible scholars tell us she was probably a teenager, probably the age of some of our young girls in this congregation here today. And I would like for you, if you are one of those young girls, to listen to what this one did. This one would not get discouraged. Young ladies and young men, just because this was a girl does not mean it couldn't have happened to a young man. This girl did not get discouraged even though things were not going her way. Can you say amen? That's a good lesson for all of us, not just our teenagers. Things don't always go our way, and especially when you're a young person, have you ever felt like a captive in your own home? This is not a youth message, but I might as well throw it in, huh? Have you ever felt like a prisoner in your own home? Because mom and dad won't let you do something, won't let you go somewhere, won't let you be with certain people. I'm just going to throw this out. This is not in my notes. The 830 crowd did not get this. You're going to get it today. Your parents understand one thing, and I hope you parents all understand this one thing, that your child is the average of the five people they hang around with, and I hope you young people understand that you are the average of the five people you hang around with. So if you want to be a better person, hang around with better people, not lesser people. So when your mom and dad are on your back getting down on you because of this scrubs you're hanging out with, 
<laughs> Shall I go on now back to my notes? Or do you like this? <laughs> That's all free. Isn't Maranatha awesome? We're not even, even going to take up another offering for that extra sermon material. <laughs> this girl found herself a prisoner among the Syrians, and when she found out this guy had leprosy, she witnessed to him. She, she opened up her mouth and she said, Oh, if only my master would go find the prophet that is in Israel. You know the land that you just think you conquered? You know the land you think is your enemy? If you will go there, God can heal you of your leprosy. I'm here to tell this world that the God that they are rejecting is the God that can heal them of their leprous sin. <clears throat> <clears throat> but most, most impressive here is that in her prison, being conquered by a foreign entity, she still had it within her to talk about God. I don't know where you're going to find yourself before this life is over. I don't know what this world is going to come crashing down on us with. I don't know how they're going to try to imprison us. But I want to encourage you to do something. No matter where you end up, bring Jesus with you and tell everybody around you. <clears throat> this little girl... This little girl is a teenage girl. She's a prisoner. She's taken away from her family. She's thrown in to be a slave in a household of a man and a woman that she doesn't know. And when she finds out this guy's got leprosy, she says, I got an answer for that. My friend, I've got an answer for sin. His name is Jesus. His, his, his salvation plan will work every time. Get baptized in his precious name. Be filled with his spirit and speak with other tongues and see if your life doesn't become transformed. <clears throat> she was in a bad way, but she was still a witness. <laughs> and Naaman went and told his master, thus and thus said this girl from the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, go now, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. You see, I always think you need some high and mighty to get something done. So he sent to, to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 changes of clothing. The gift of God is given for free. The salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ is free. Oh, you take an offering every service. We take an offering so that we have the ability to let people know that their sin, the remission of their sin is free. Listen, you can't put enough money in that offering to pay for your sins. That's not what that's about. <clears throat> If anything, it's a thankfulness to God for giving you heaven when your ultimate destination was hellfire and brimstone. I will send talent, 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, Now be advised when this letter comes to you that I have sent Naaman, my servant, to you so that you may heal him of his leprosy. Listen to me. There is nothing wrong with going to this world to try to fix a few things, but when it comes right down to it, you are going to need God to get rid of your sin. And I said that with one breath. That was pretty good. We... <laughs> 
We think a new law will solve problems. We think being woke will solve problems. We think the new whatever legislation they're passing will solve problems. I'm here to tell you there is only one thing that is ever going to solve a problem, and that's to make Jesus Christ Lord of all, whether you like what he does or don't like it. Praise God. And i got to testify one more time about about Ray Jean, who was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, was raised Muslim, was a Muslim. The first time she walked into this building was a Muslim. She came into my home for a Bible study, and I asked her one question that transformed her life. I said, I don't, there's a lot of good things in the Muslim religion. In fact, there's a lot of good things in the Hindu religion, and there's a lot of good things in every religion you can come up with. But tell me this, in your religion, who died for your sins? That's what makes Christianity exclusive. And when she heard that, I watched her. She started opening her Bible. Next thing you know, she's baptized in Jesus' name and now on her own got filled with the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Praise God. There's nothing wrong with thinking this world's going to fix a few things, but they're not going to fix the real problem because the real problem are the heart issues of humanity. We need a salvation plan that changes us from the inside out, not the outside in. And so it happened when the king of Israel read the letter. The king reads this letter. I've sent this guy to you to heal him of his leprosy. He rent his clothes. That's a sign of, you've you got to be kidding me. You think I can heal him of his leprosy? Am I God, he said, to kill and make alive that this man sends me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks a quarrel with me. He's just trying to get to me. He knows I can't solve his problems, so he's trying to get to me so that he can start a war with me. And so it was when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes. He sent to the king and he said, why have you rent your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Oh, that we could talk to our legislators and talk to our governors and talk to our president and talk to our whatever and tell them, why are you trying to pass another law? Send him to us. Let us preach the gospel to them. Let us tell them about heaven and hell and what gets you to heaven and what will send you to hell. Send them to us. Praise God. There are some things this world is never going to fix. Ever. I don't care how many laws they pass. And sin is one of them. To be honest with you, if we'd stop the sin, the symptoms would stop also. So Naaman went with his horses and chariot because he was determined if there's an answer, he's going to find it. That's a good way to be. You pray for the Holy Ghost once you didn't get it, pray for it again. Pray for it again, you didn't get it, pray for it again. Some people got it just like that. Some people sought it for a long time, huh? Brother Vinny, you remember back in the day, there were some people walk up like, like, like uh, Ray Jean and Janae and get it just like that. We've seen others just, just toil and toil, service after service after service after service after service after service, and now I'm out of breath. But they kept coming, and they would not stop. And then one day, 
After they've done this so many times, they did it one more time, and suddenly they began to speak with other tongues. Listen, if the promise is in the Bible, don't you ever quit till you get it. Praise God. Elisha sent him a messenger saying, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Oh, but Naaman became furious. What? What? I just told you. If you get baptized in Jesus' name, get filled with the Holy Ghost, and let Jesus guide your life, your life will change. And you don't like that? He'll put your life back together? Some people don't mind the repenting because they, they don't truly do it. <laughs> some people don't mind the baptism because it's just a physical thing they do. But some people have a hard time with submission to God. They want the blessing without the commitment. Huh? Jesus, have your way in my life. My life is not my own. I've been purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. You are now Lord over my life. You say do this, I do it. You say don't do this, I don't do it. You say that attitude is wrong, I correct it. Because you are Lord. That's the way we should be. We're not always like that, but that's the way we should be. We should be striving to be like that. Amen? The ways of God are not the ways of man. And in fact, the Bible tells us that as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are his ways above ours. Now, let me just tell you how high that is. I don't know. And neither do you. And in fact, neither does anybody know how high the heavens are above the earth. You know why? Because I just heard recently they found another galaxy. <laughs> further out there than they thought. They thought they knew where the end was. No, they just found another galaxy. They haven't found the end of the galaxy yet. As high as the heavens are above the earth, we haven't figured that out yet. How can we know how high God is above us? He is beyond what you think. <laughs> Praise God. Let me, let me hurry along with this story. Naaman hears the answer. Go to Jordan, dip seven times, and you'll be healed. He didn't like the answer. We give people the answer. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking with other tongues. That's what we tell people. And they don't like it. Because they like the other church that doesn't demand so much. I can kind of live however I want to and go to church on Sunday and feel good about myself. I want a church, I want a God that convicts me when I got a bad attitude. I want, a, I want a God that makes me feel guilty when my heart is wrong or when my actions are wrong or when I'm heading down the wrong road. You know what else I want? I want a God that won't leave me alone until I turn around. Yeah. 
I want a God that'll never give up on me, that'll constantly make me feel bad when I'm walking the wrong path, that'll constantly make me feel bad about a bad attitude. I want a God that will not stop tormenting me until I get my life straightened out. I want that kind of God in my life. Praise God. And this is what Naaman said, the river Jordan. Do you realize how nasty that water is? Maranatha. Have you been to that place? Bunch of hodgepodge of people sitting around. <laughs> Are you serious? There's a cathedral down the street. You should see this place. It's beautiful. Yeah, but the prophet didn't say to go there. He said, go to Jordan. He said, I ain't going to Jordan. I ain't doing it. It's too murky, too muddy. There's better rivers. There's better rivers. And there's better rivers where I came from. And his servants came near to him. Thank God for servants. Thank God for servants. If you have a servant's heart, and I, many of you, I hope all of us do, but I just want to take this time to recognize somebody with the purest, truest servant's heart you will find. And that is my sister-in-law, Naomi Frank. You, we, I don't even know all the things she does behind the scenes to make this place nice, to make my home nice, to take care of my, this girl, and, and I, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to downplay any of the rest of you, but I have found out some of the stuff she does behind the scenes, and I just want to throw this out. I just want to let you know, when my wife had her stroke 10 years ago now, 10 years ago now, if it weren't for that woman, she might be dead. If it weren't for you, Naomi, she might be dead. Thank you for the service you gave without ever being asked and never asking for anything in return. She came. She took care of her. She did. All right, I got to go on. <laughs> but thank you. Where are I get? Oh, the servant. <laughs> go ahead. The servant came and said to him, my father, my master, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? Like if he told you to go give a $10,000 grant to whatever university and you'll be healed, wouldn't you have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? If the doctors gave to you a prescription that was going to cost you X amount of dollars per month to get this thing filled and you had to stop doing this and start doing this and it would save your life, wouldn't you do it? How much more should we come and just give our lives to Jesus? And wash and be clean. So listen, he went down and he dipped seven times in the Jordan. I'm going to try to wrap this up here with this. He dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. We are living in a quick fix world. We want the answer. We want it now. 
We go to the doctor, doctor we want a pill. We want to know how long this is going to take. How long do I have to take this medication? Uh, when can I expect to be healed? How long do I got to stay in the hospital? How long does the surgery take? I want it now, and I want it fast. Uh, wait, what? what? I, got to, I got to stop eating like this for the rest of my life? We want a quick fix. All right, I will go to the Jordan. All right, I will go to that crazy apostolic church. But I want my answer in the first service. And we come to church, and we listen, and we partake, and we walk out, and our life is not changed, and we say, that didn't work. But Naaman, you need to go down six more times. And so he went down the second time, and he came up the second time. And it wasn't like it was starting to work. It wasn't like the second time he came up and said, oh, I see a spot disappearing. It's working. I'm going down the third time. And come up the third time and say, oh, look, the one on my knee here is gone. It's starting to work. Uh-uh. He went down once and came up with no difference. He went down the second time and came up with no difference. And at this point, it takes faith. And by faith, he went down the third time and came up and there was no difference. But by faith, he went down the fourth time and came up and there was no difference. And by faith, he went down the fifth time and he came up and there was no difference. And by faith, he went down the sixth time and he came up and there was no difference. And by faith, he went down the seventh time and he came up and he was healed. Praise God. Praise God. What if he had stopped before the answer came? What if he had stopped? The king of Syria said, go and I will send a letter. And a little girl made all the difference. Just because you feel like a nobody doesn't mean you can't change your world. And just because Jesus isn't working fast enough in your life doesn't mean he won't get the job done if you stick with it. My friend, give your life to Jesus. Let's stand together. Three points I want to make, and then we're done. Musicians, come. Everyone who comes to God must come to God the same way. Nobody gets preferential treatment. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Once we get here, there are no great ones and there are no little ones. We are all children of God. You hear me? There are no great ones. Just because these are the ones on the platform leading us in worship doesn't make them the great ones. It just means that's their talent. You got Sister Mucci who stands in the back. She's never been on this platform, I don't think, except maybe on a, on a cleaning day to, to vacuum. They're not great and she's little. There are no great ones and there are no little ones. Can you say amen? And just because God does or works with someone one way doesn't mean he'll work with everyone that way. Because I don't see another place in the scriptures where somebody had to go to Jordan seven times to be healed. But I'll tell you one thing I do see for everybody is to repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's to whosoever will may come.
Can you say amen? This altar is open. Let's come and rejoice. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.